This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with an expert handyman about two lurking hazards in your home that you're probably not aware of. We're also going to talk about why people are investing in real estate. It's one of those financial strategies that has been around for a long time, and it's still one of the smartest moves we can make. And we're going to talk with our lending expert about what we can expect from home prices in the near future. In studio with us today is real estate expert and show contributor, Ruben Galindo. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Great to have you back. It's been You missed a couple of episodes. Yes, I did. Had stuff going on, but I'm glad to have you back it's great in to studio. Back. Thank you. Also in the studio with us today is Erica Slayton, who's a regular guest and home mortgage expert. Erica, always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Great you look to be snazzy. Back. Thank you. What do you got going on today? You're, you're going someplace right after this? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to teach a, a class to some real estate agents on how to use Instagram Reels for their business. Reels. That reels. Reels are real good. Real good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the amount of views, there's not much it's of insane. a comparison. Yeah. It's, no. it's way much it's more. so good for your business, no matter mm-hmm. what business you're in. Yeah, absolutely. And we have Paul Pacheco with us, the owner of one of the highest rated handyman service companies in the San Antonio area. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you. That's saying a lot. I mean, when I was doing research on who who to check out, I mean, your Google reviews are like off the chart. We'll, we'll talk about that here in yes, a little sir. bit. Thank but. you. I'm excited to have you here because good handyman, would you all agree? Totally. It's like a huge yes. asset huge to benefit. Have. Completely. Yeah. On speed dial. Amen. <laughs> a quick reminder for our listeners to catch our podcast and watch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. And if you have a business here in the San Antonio area and you want to be a guest on the show, talk about home buying, home selling, home maintenance and repair, then go to homebuyertalkradio.com. Click on the link to apply to be a guest. All right. Ruben Galindo. So, uh, Ruben is a uh, you're uh, a real estate agent with San Antonio's finest realty, and you've been doing real estate for, for long five six years now. And you've been doing real estate investing for a long time too. Yes, sir. I, I've been doing that a little bit longer than being an agent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how many properties do you have I, now? I currently have ten. Ten properties. Ten rental properties. Is that all here in the San Antonio yes, area? Here in the San Antonio area. And those are rental properties, yes, right? Yes, they're all long-term rentals. So yes. it's fair to say that you have the training and education and you have the hands-on experience to talk about real estate investing, yes? That's correct. And you also yes, do sir. coaching too, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I sure do. Awesome. Okay. All right. So when it comes to real estate investing, um, is it something that people should do? And if so, why? Oh, yeah. It's. Uh, I tell you what. Uh, one of the things that uh, people that call me and, and they're interested in real estate investing, I, I tell them there's five things that that uh, are a huge benefit to investing. And one of the things is actually just being, be, uh, getting wealth, you know, establishing building that wealth, wealth for your yeah. family, building wealth for your family and for your future, right? So, you know, one of the first things you do is when you get a rental property, the first thing is, is you start to get what you should target always is cash flow. So what is cash flow? It's, you know, your income minus your expenses. Right. So you have a little bit of cash flow every month. And not that that's huge, but that eventually starts to build. And as you start to accumulate more and more properties, that gets, you know, that starts to increase as well mm-hmm. and which contributes to mm-hmm. your overall wealth. Right. Another thing is some of the things that you get is the loan pay down. You have tenants that are paying down your loan. So you have this mortgage <laughs> that you get and, you know, you have tenants that are paying this mortgage down. And as time goes on, that eventually is going to get paid for. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, not only are you getting that, you're also going to get some appreciation on that property overall. Yeah, especially so, these days. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. Just checking the last you know, two to three years alone, it's, it's been a huge, huge increase. Well, in addition to that, not only are you going to get that, you also get your tax benefits. And Eric and I were talking about earlier, the mm-hmm. depreciation alone goes a long way huge. when it comes to real estate investing. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's other expenses that you as a regular homeowner don't get, but when you're investing, you do get as far as right. tax write-offs. Right. That's now, huge. Because Uncle Sam's huge. always looking at And I was I was talking to my wife the other day about how just how responsible our government is with our money, and I feel like maybe <laughs> we should give them more yeah, right. of our yeah. cash because yeah. who's a better decision maker for my family right. than the U.S. government? Then, yep. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. So yeah. I was being sarcastic there, but really this is about – keeping more of your tax money so that we can choose what we want to do with it. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely correct. Again, like I said, there's certain tax write-offs that you don't get just being a regular homeowner, but when you're an investor, you do get it. And like you said, you get to keep more money in your household, which you can contribute it however you want to from that point forward. Mm -hmm. And, and And when you combine all those things together, you know, your cash flow, your appreciation, your tax write-offs, you know, you and your cash flow, you start to build your wealth. And what is wealth? It's not just having a lot of money. It's also having the freedom, mm-hmm. the freedom to spend the time with the people that are most important to you. And on top of that, you also, when you are able to build monetary wealth, you can also use that money to help others. Well, when you have, mm-hmm. uh, so for example, when you have a large asset portfolio, right, mm-hmm. where you have income coming in, Let's say you really like working at a particular job and then you get a change of ownership or supervisors or whatever. Things go bad at your job for whatever reason or maybe they close down. You're not vulnerable. I know a lot of people who've worked for bosses that are terrible. Mm -hmm. And then – but when you're like – you're kind of self-made in that, you can – make decisions. Your posture is completely different. You can make decisions based on what you want to do, not on what you have to do. Right. Again, it goes back to having that freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freedom and options to do what you want to do. Um, it's it's just a great thing. Uh, I'm glad. I, I wish I would have started a lot earlier, <laughs> but hey, it's okay. Uh, hindsight's 2020. 20. Hindsight's 2020. 20. <laughs> so now that's why during my coaching program, so I tried to teach that younger generation mm-hmm. that is something that they seriously need to consider. And, and there's a way. There's a way of doing it, you know, especially when you network with other people. You connect with those folks. They can help you through the process, whether right. it's a realtor, whether it's a lender. Handyman, it's 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 a team effort. So let's talk a little bit about your. So I know you do coaching. Obviously, you just closed on a couple more projects recently, right? Yes, yes, sir. Uh, I, I last year actually closed on four properties. So uh, the last two were were most recent within the last sixty days, and they're cash flowing very well. Just those two properties alone have increased my cash flow by eight hundred to nine hundred dollars a month. And that's after. Do you do your own property management? Yes, I self manage. Okay. Yes. What would that cost? You just I know it's always going to be different, but just give me an example of what maybe a uh, uh, $300,000 home or $250,000 home that you're renting out and somebody's going to property manage it. How do Yeah, you, well, it's it's cost? normally based on what the rent being collected. Okay. You know, uh, like I said, I've never had a need to use property management, yeah. but a one of the uh, percentages that I've commonly heard is 10%. And as you have more properties in, there's uh, obviously a chance that you may get a, a lower. So 10%, that's a good. Now, mm-hmm. you, in the coaching that you do, and I know you have teams and masterminds, and what's the new term you were just using earlier? Which micro one? The uh, micro tribe. Micro tribe. Yeah. yeah, I love that. <laughs> yes. I, I need to coin that like quick. I love it too. Right? Yeah. But so um, obviously you got people coming in and they're going to be using a property management company on their, do they find that on their own or is that something you do with them? Yeah. Here? Yes. Yes. They, they have to find that on their own okay, gotcha. uh, just because I don't, I don't do that. I don't have any experience. So I, I hate to, 
you know, advise someone if I haven't done it. Right. And your time is valuable and it's better, yes. better spent doing the coaching and doing the yeah. investing yourself. So, Correct. all right, cool. So um, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's a good way for them to do that? Well, they can reach out to me. They can call me at 210-275-0791. They all can also find me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, also have a website. Uh, it's www.sanantonioRealEstateInvestors.com. Okay. And I think one of the things people should think about is for our kids. So, uh, like Brooke, for example, is I want her to learn about asset acquisition when it comes to real estate properties for the reasons that we talked about. So if somebody has a uh, like a high school student or something like that, what would do you have? I know I'm kind of springing this on you, but as far as where should they learn about that kind of stuff, too, is can well, they come and get the coaching? Or? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you got to connect with folks that are doing doing it. Right? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I like to bring even my own children, I brought them to these real estate meetups. So they can kind of get the feel for the environment on how these investors, what they talk about, just to listen in. And, and it piques their interest. And that's all it takes is them to pique their interest and they start asking more questions. And, uh, you know, sometimes some, some kids will take it, some won't. But, hey, right. it's worth, definitely worth a try. It's but a huge thing yes. to know, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if they have an interest in it. Where it's right. like, hey, do you want to work? Do you want to work for a living or do you want to build wealth for a living? Yeah. We need to help them as parents. We need to help them understand that we need to be building wealth, at least as part of what we're doing. Here's a tip. Buy on the game Monopoly. Oh, yes. Oh, that's, a great, that that's a great idea. Yeah. My 19-year-old is already talking about once he's active duty that he's going to go buy himself a duplex or a fourplex and live in one of the units and then rent the rest of it out. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, at well, 19, already planning that. Here's the thing, though. Get help. Yeah. Get a... Find a coach, because if you find a coach like Ruben, who, I mean, really, you're making your money off of helping them with the buyer, the seller of the home. You're not really right. charging them a fee, right? right. That's so that's the best way to do this mm-hmm. anyway. Right. Uh, but get the help. That's what I highly recommend. So I thanks, Ruben. I appreciate you. Um, and don't forget, he does have a YouTube channel on, um, uh, well, a channel on YouTube, and the name of it is? It's just Ruben Galindo, San Antonio Spanish Realty. Awesome. Which is perfect for more education for those people that want to learn more, mm-hmm. especially yep. the younger generation. Yep, yep. And, of course, copies of the, his videos in the studio will be yeah. Homebuyer Talk Radio as well. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, our next guest, one of my favorite people on the planet, oh, Erica Slayton. Uh, <laughs> she's been in lending for 26. 26 years. 26 <laughs> years. She's super smart. She's just, I mean, she does it all day in and day out. Uh, and I'm super excited that Thank you're going to you. be regular on the show. So today we're going to talk about... Um, What's going to happen with home prices mm-hmm. going forward? Uh, but first, what's going on with the mortgage rates? <laughs> Which way are they going? And this is for the end of April 2022. And I knew that this was going to come up because it's all over the news, right? Yes. Like it's everywhere as far as what's happening. And so rates are now on the fives for most loan programs. They're going to um, you know, vary based on credit, down payment, um, you know, your loan type and things like that. There's a few loan programs that are still in the fours. It just depends on, like I said, what type of loan you're getting and stuff like that. Credit weighs a lot into it. So I do work with people sometimes that have not so good credit to try to get them up to that higher um, next level because I don't want people to have to pay more if they don't if they don't need to. But, uh, you know, we're, we are seeing higher rates and that's just really one factor is the primary factor and that's inflation. Everybody's feeling it on, you know, from the handyman's I have to go up in prices because things are going up in, yep. in cost. Yes. You know, my um, my lady that you know, helps me with my housekeeping went up in price. The pool company went up in price. The 
groceries are up in price and so are rates. Well, I'm so, getting depressed now. No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, the Fed helps to control that. There's measures that they're taking to try to control inflation. It is a, a, a lagging thing, of course. It doesn't happen right away, right? The Fed does their moves to slow the faucet, so to speak. I always say they're going to turn the faucet down a little bit where things aren't flowing so quickly. You know, there's some some overdoing it sometimes that they can do, so they have to manage this very, very carefully. But it's to help curb inflation. And right. as inflation starts to settle down, you'll start to see mortgage rates settle down. So, you know, if you're if you're one of those like me, when I bought in 2017, the rates was almost five then. And so I got a 4.75 interest rate. And when the rates settled down, just a, you know, a couple of years ago, rates were really nice and low. And guess what I did? I you refinanced refinance. it. I don't throw that around flippantly, though. Like, I don't say, hey, you should just refinance. But if you have a higher interest rate at one time and you lock into that rate and then, you know, a couple of years later, rates go down. Absolutely. It's always worth a check to see if it's worth it. So what I'm hearing now when it comes to home prices mm-hmm. is that they're really not going to drop. In 2022, am I right? Certainly or wrong? not in Texas. I mean, you know, there's pockets. Obviously, each market's different wherever you are. But in Texas, uh, you know, people are flocking to Texas. People want to live here. We have a lot of advantages for living in Texas, and it's not just real estate. So, you know, all of the projections are still, even with the rise in interest rates, of at least a five percent growth this year, and at least a five percent growth next year. So, right there, if you've put ten percent down on your real estate, for example which you know, some loan programs require that and others don't, uh, you know, you've already recovered in, in under two years. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so let's talk about millennials. I know you brought this up before. I did. And so millennials, of course, they're in their, what about average, 33 years old, um, and they're looking to get out of their house. They're, right. looking, they're ready to invest, and they're the largest population demographic mm-hmm. in history, as I understand it. So how is that going to affect everything. (laughs) Well, so that's who most of my clients are right now is the millennials. And, you know, I have, I have a very long history of lending. So I have a lot of people that come back for mortgages. (laughs) I'm unfortunately now starting to lend for their kids. Uh (laughs) You're dating (laughs) you. Yeah, it's dating me. Uh, So, you know, the millennials are basically just tired of being in an apartment, tired of living with mom and dad. They are ready to have a place of their own. Um, And rightfully so, you know, I bought my first house when I was 19. I'm in a different generation where I was like, stay in my mom's house. No way. No, I'm going to get my own place. Yeah. Rent an apartment? Absolutely not. I wanted to be in my own home. And so that's what I did when I was 19 years old. But we're starting to see people that are, you know, older, the millennial generation now is at the point to where they want to be in their own place. They want their own space. They want to have space for them to be at their own at home office. Because most of us and their now gaming are, room, right? And, and their gaming room, for a bigger gaming room, and they're tired Absolutely. of mom yelling at them. It's not so much the media room; it's the gaming room, right? right? And so they want a space to call their own, and so they're a demographic of buyers now. So we have those, you know. That's huge. Excuse me. Yes, it's huge. Huge one. Huge. So they're coming in to buy, and you know, quite frankly, we have the the baby boomers are downsizing, so we've got this flux of buyers still investors, mm-hmm. yep. right? Well, yeah, and, and we're going to get into that, too, about as far as Wall Street. I mean, investing in real estate. Institutional. Yeah, mm-hmm. as the rates go up, people with cash actually have more options to them. And, mm-hmm. of course, that's uh, these big real estate investing type groups. Right. That's true. iBuyers, we yes. talked about them mm-hmm. on one of, my, one mm-hmm. of our other shows. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity there for, for uh, people with cash to go out and make moves. But with the demand the way it is, interest rates going up isn't necessarily going to affect the uh, demand for housing. It's just- At least here in Texas. It's It's- it's going to cool some people down a little bit. 
you know, it's going to cool some people down because they're like, I don't want to pay that higher rate. I'll just wait. The problem is if you just wait, like people two years ago that said, I want to buy a house, but I'm going to wait. They're now seeing house prices that are 20% higher than what they would have if they would have just bought back then. So if you just wait for rates to go down, you're going to be having a rate decline eventually, but then you're going to have a price increase too. So think about that. 5% this year, 5% next year, and that's a conservative number. Then you're already 10% higher in your house cost. Right. Right? And then if rates do go down, yeah, that's great, and that's going to help you reduce your payment. But if you buy now, you're going to avoid the price increase later, and then you can always just refinance it when the rates drop again. Because what goes up always comes down. Yeah, and 5% really isn't that bad. On rates. No. It's, it's really, really not in the grand scheme spoiled. of things. We totally got spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did too. I refinanced during the middle of it. You know, so I mean, it's, but interest rates rise, interest rates drop, they'll get better. And then that's your opportunity. And on investing, strategies change. You know, you hear a lot the millennials, we're talking about millennials, house hacking. That is occurring a lot more and more mm-hmm. now. House hacking. Yes, that's when someone buys a house and then maybe they rent out rooms, whether right. it's short term, mid term, mm-hmm. or long term. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's that, uh, is there something special you need in order to be able to rent out a space? Do you, you don't need a multi-unit. No. You're, you're buying mm-hmm. it as the owner occupant, right. so you qualify for the mm-hmm. lower rate. Okay. And you just it's, uh, it's just like you're getting a roommate. Yep. Right? Can I you rent it to my daughter? She's 15. Is that legal? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I think I think she might have a problem with that yeah, though. Just saying. Like a tax write off. What's up yeah. with that? Yeah, it it is a good idea because if you buy a house and you're single, for example, and you don't need all that space, and you've got a room extra to rent out, why not take advantage of it? It's just another write off for you, and. You know, I'm I'm an investor myself too. I own rental real real estate, and bar none, a I'm hedging inflation, yep. which we all need to hedge against inflation. There's very few hedges against inflation. Okay, gold is still questionable as to whether it really is or not. They say it is, but it's still questionable. Um, certainly, digital currency is not. It's been proven it's not. Even though it has a short history, it's not. It's not weathering the storm of inflation. You've got dips. Um, real estate is a great hedge against inflation. It's been just proven over time. Yeah. So add it to your portfolio. Stocks are great. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But so is rent- rental real estate. And mm-hmm. like you said earlier, the write-offs are phenomenal. I just yes. love it when yeah. I file taxes. Oh, my gosh. You know? I love that, too. Mm-hmm. The less money we can give Uncle Sam, the better. Yep. I-, I like it. All right, Erica, so if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? So they can go to my website, which is letstalkmortgage.pro. Or they can email me at let's talk mortgage at wvmb.com or just call me on my cell, 210-219-7608. Awesome. And you're with Wallach and Volk. Wallach and Volk Mortgage. We've been in business since 1932. It's a long time. That's almost 100 years. It's I mean, awesome. it's coming Yeah, we're, it's our 90th, 90th birthday this 90th. year. 90th. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Really cool. Started right. during the Great Depression. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 1929. Yeah. So we were right in the middle of the Great Depression when the company started. How long did that depression last? I think it was you know, five years, five four years. years off the top of my head. Yeah, cool. All right, next up on the show, uh, Paul Pacheco. Yes. Pacheco. Uh, sorry, I have a hard time pronouncing that. <laughs> Galindo seems easy, right? But Pacheco, even though I was a cop here in San Antonio for 25 years, uh, I still can't, can't get the names right. But anyway, so Paul, you have a, a handyman company called... Uh, PJP Handyman. PJP Handyman. Yes, sir. Um, and how long have you been doing that? I've been doing this for five years now. Okay. And so the way I found you, of course, like everybody, we're doing Google searches. Mm -hmm. And you had, I wrote 235 Google reviews, which is really, really good. Really good. But when you can do that many reviews and be at a Mm 4.9, it's like, that is impressive. So a lot. Thank you. Takes a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) So I was excited that we connected and and I can bring you on the show. 
so you do things like give us a list of the types of services that you offer. Okay. Things we specialize in are epoxy floors and garage painting. Uh, we paint homes, exterior, interior. We also got drywall guys on our team. So a lot of we get calls all the time where people fall through the ceiling. Even realtors have gotten calls. <laughs> oh, no. And we go what are they fix doing the drywall. In the ceiling? That's what I want to know. In inspecting our work. They're in the attic. Yeah, they were in the attic inspecting yeah. a, a drywall job that we did, and then ended up falling through. Oh, yeah. yikes. But uh, we also do dryer vent cleaning, chimney cleaning. We do small roof repairs. Basically, anything small with the house. Okay. Fencing, we, too. Fencing replacement. We do those a lot. Okay. Like gates. I know I've got a gate issue I could probably yes. use your help on. All right. So um, when it comes to two of the big things that uh, people, I think, ignore in the house um, that we shouldn't, first, dryer vent cleaning. Absolutely. Correct. Which it's one of those things it's like, eh, it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Yes. But there's a potential fire hazard with that stuff as it accumulates. Yes. And really cleaning it is it not overly uh, complicated um, and it's not expensive, which I think Correct. is really, really cool. So tell us, um, when it comes to dryer vent cleaning, um, how often should people get that done? We should clean our dryer vent every year according to our dryer. Okay. So I'm good with every one or two years, but it really depends on... You got a bunch of kids at the house. You yeah. got you don't clean the filter, that's and that's dog hair. <laughs> the filter right there. Yes, yeah. that's the big thing, right? Yes, yes. And people don't clean it. You get your teenagers. You start teaching them how to wash clothes. They never <laughs> clean it. Many homes I go to, they tell me the first thing I clean that every time. I pull it out. It's embarrassing because they're right there. It's <laughs> yeah, nasty. Yeah. So what happens is that filter gets plugged, and then the lint goes up. Most people don't know these vents go on the roofs now. Yes. Builders are putting Mine them. Does. They do. They put them so it'll be in the middle of the house. Yeah. So it's convenient to everybody to get to the dryer. So let's talk about that for a second. So I got to tell you, I'm a little, I get a little paranoid, uh, paranoid, probably not the right word, but a little cautious about mm-hmm. the fact that it yeah. doesn't just vent directly outside. So how does it actually blow it all the way up and out of your ceiling or out of your roof? It, it's mean, tough. It's a struggle. That's why... And many people have elbows that they don't know, so then it gets accumulated and stuck in there. They have what? Elbows. So oh, the elbows. dryer vent. In the pipe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very rarely does it go straight up anymore. Oh. If it's a two-story, it goes up and elbows out to the side. So it just gets stuck, and that's why it's good to clean them. And most try to clean them themselves. And a lot of times they buy those cheap kits on Amazon or Home Depot, and they yeah, get it Yeah, which I stuck. saw, by the way. Yeah, they get it stuck, and then they call us to come extract it. Oh, no. It. <laughs> so the terrible. piece breaks off or something like that in there? Or? Yeah, they get nervous. They run their drill on reverse, and they're like, freak out. And, yeah, they call us to extract those. I actually have a service on my website to extract cheap stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so if you got conned by one of those YouTube fix-it-yourself videos, <laughs> yes. right? and you tried to do it yourself from Walmart or whatever, yeah. then uh, go ahead and give me a call, and I'll kind of undo it. And so, I, will, I will throw this in there really quick. I've actually had a client whose house burned down because of that. Wow, it's very The dryer common. vent. Wow. Yes. So it's a very important service to do on your house. Yes. And they left the house to go run errands while they were drying their clothes. Oh, no. And it caught on fire. Mm. So. Yeah. So any idea how long they had let it go? Did you ever have any of those no, conversations? No, she didn't really yeah. tell me that. That'd be touchy but, anyway. But she yes. did call me to tell me that the house was burned down, So and that's why. Mm. So that was a good lesson for me personally, but also for my clients, too. So that's a good service. Yes. So fire hazard for sure, but also like electric bill, right? Because if your system's having to work harder or yes. longer, uh, which obviously cleaning the vent, but then also making sure that the exhaust, the is it called exhaust or is it? It's just called the dryer vent. Dryer vent. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it exhaust, but anyway, <laughs> make sure that that's clear so that stuff doesn't get hung up and cause yeah. problems. All right, cool. So 
Um, what is it? How long does it take to clean it? Uh, is this like a full day operation? Is it an no. hour? How long does it take? It takes me and a helper usually half an hour to an hour. Okay. And so, what's the cost? What it runs about 109 That's where it starts. Okay. But on a high range, you could pay 200 Okay. So what reasonable. would cause a high range type situation? Just the length of the ducting? <laughs> on many elbows, a dangerous roof that I got to get up. Um, uh, yeah, stuff like that. A lot of people are afraid to get on the roof. So that's why we get a lot of calls. They're I like, feel you. Yeah. <laughs> First question they ask, do you get on the roof? I'm like, yes, we do. As long as it's not like a 10, and you let 10 12 pitch that it's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But another thing you, I forgot, is the dryers. If it burns out the dryer, they're not $400 no, no. more. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're not. No. It's crazy. All right, so you also yeah. do um, chimney cleaning. Yes, we do. We offer chimney cleaning. Okay, so tell me a little bit about that. that how often should people get their chimney cleaned, like here in the San Antonio area? Because it's going to vary, right? Yes. I mean, if you're up in the north, you should probably do it every year. Yes. What about here in San Antonio area? It really depends. If you want to use the freeze, created a lot of new clients for chimney cleaning <laughs> because a lot of people were afraid to use their fireplace because they never cleaned it. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to use your fireplace this coming year, then you should get it cleaned. Yeah. Every If you use it maybe once, then you could go by every one or two years. But every year it's recommended. But if you don't use it, one or two years. Okay. And why do they need to get it cleaned? Because a lot of the soot builds up and birds' nests get in there. Um, birds' nests. Mm. That may, would not be geez. good, right? No. I had a customer about that. that just bought a house and they put a metal cover on top of the chimney. What? And they lit the fireplace. They capped it off. And it smoked out the whole house. Well, yeah. Oh, wow. Kind of acting as a, what do they call it, a damper. Right. Yeah. At the, the top. cap fell off. So he's like, oh, I'll just put a cover. I'm selling the house. I guess they didn't get an inspector, which kind of puzzles me. They need to check that as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. All right. So, and then, of course, when you have a buildup of soot, then you got a fire hazard, right? Yes. Breathing That's problems. That's the big problem? Yes. Well, breathing problems, it could mess up your 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 lungs, your, your lungs. kids, mm-hmm. your house. It makes it dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a fire hazard. That stuff creates like an oil. So whenever you light it, it that's why chimneys burn houses down. Right, right. I, I, I've heard that and actually made a, a note of the name of that. Do you know what that's that's called? Is uh, it creosol? Yeah, creosol buildup. Yeah, buildup. And that burns to like at 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit and it just like cooks right through everything. Yes. And it's difficult to put out. It is. So, so yes. All right, and so how long does that service take? It takes us about an hour. Okay, and then yeah. what do you charge for it? If we do the dryer and chimney, I package them together, and it's two forty nine. And if you do the chimney just by itself, if I do the chimney by itself, it's one forty nine. It starts there. Okay, so no more then, than two hundred. Okay, what would cause it to go up in price? Really nasty, really dirty, <laughs> never been cleaned. Uh, the most I've charged somebody is four hundred dollars for a chimney cleaning. All right, so all right, if folks want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? They could go to our website at pjphandyman.com, or they can call me at two one zero three three zero twenty eight twenty. I know they can find you on uh, Google My Business. Google, sure. Yelp, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, all of yeah, them. You're all there. Except Twitter. All right, cool. All right, well, thanks for coming in. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate uh, as we wrap up the show, a quick reminder to check out our latest podcast on all the usual podcast platforms. And you can find video versions of the show on our website, homebuyertalkradio.com, of course, on YouTube as well. That's going to be it for us for this week. Thanks for coming in, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next one.